And good afternoon, GRN listeners across the South and Central Texas listening area. And happy Easter to you. This is In His Vineyard, your live and local program every Monday at noon. I'm Sean Rice, your host for the program. And I also happen to be your general manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network's South and Central Texas listening area. Thank you to everyone tuning in from Marble Falls, Fredericksburg, and Kerrville, Uvalde, and right here in good old San Antonio. And uh, praise be to God, I think uh, we've got this whole Facebook Live thing worked out. So if you want to catch us on <laughs> Facebook Live, uh, you know, feel free to do that. Uh, we would love for you to join us. Uh, we would love for you to, to share the content as well. Uh, and we just want to help, um, you know, have you help us grow that awareness. Again, this is your live and local program. This is where we bring you, uh, you know, great content, uh, you know, around the, you know, the San Antonio Archdiocese and, of course, the, the diocese of parts of the diocese of Austin. Uh, but again, it's great that, uh, you know, you're here spending this hour with us, getting caught up in all things Catholic. And joining me is my wonderful co-host alexandra kubabatu aka alex k how are hey, you alex folks i'm doing terrific for mother's day i had an extra you know three hours nap so yeah, <laughs> hey, that's man. always wonderful but yes on your live and local program we try to bring you various and informative discussions highlighting different people ministries and events going on in the archdiocese of san antonio and parts of the diocese of austin and today we'll be speaking to La Promesa Vice President Woo-hoo! Richard Reyna. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> our, local, our local Catholic radio godfather. And uh, <laughs> then <laughs> we'll be joined by Pat Lamoureux and Irma Segovia to discuss the military acts retreat coming up. And then Jordan Milligan and David Chaco, two of our seminarians of the Archdiocese of San Antonio, to talk about Wednesday's kickball and clerics kickball match against the priest. That's right, folks. Uh, so again, we've got uh, you know quite a you know quite a bit to cover today. So uh, before we get started with that, let's get today's program started the way we should do all things, uh, and that's in prayer. So wherever you might be, meditate on these words and pl- pray along with us, and pray for God's grace to be able to accomplish His will for you. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. Oh Jesus. Divine Master, I thank and bless your most merciful heart for having given us Mary, most holy, as our mother, teacher, and queen. From the cross, you placed us all in her hands. You gave her a heart, much wisdom, and immense power. May all mankind know her and pray to her. May all permit themselves to be led by her to you, the Savior of mankind. I placed myself in her hands as you placed yourself. With this mother, I want to live now in the hour of my death, and for all eternity. Amen. St. George of Preca. Pray for us. St. Joseph, guardian of the Virgin. Pray, Pray for us. Mary, Virgin most powerful. Pray, Pray for us. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So, Sean, real quick, did I hear the, the, the kickball tournament or game that's going on on Wednesday with the seminarians and the priests? You're going to be having pom-poms and cheerleading? <laughs> what, what, is that correct? Did, did I? No, I'd hate to disappoint you know, the, the crowd like that, uh, but I will be cheering them on. Yes. So, which side? Which side? I, I, I haven't decided which side yet, but... I will tell you, uh, you know, this, I will certainly be cheering on, uh, you know, uh, that the Holy Spirit make it a 
holy event. It's going to be fun. It's going to be faith-filled. Uh, and it's definitely something that you all should uh, try to attend. Uh, I plan on being there, so it'd be great to, to have you. Uh, but before we get to that conversation, I want to get everyone caught up, uh, of course, with a couple other uh, events going on around town. Uh, the first one I want to talk about is Sanctus Ranch and their wine. Man, every time I try to say this, it's like, <laughs> So it's the Wine, Women, and Worship Women's Retreat um, kicking off on Friday, May 20th from 3 p.m. Uh, until Sunday, May 22nd uh, at 1.30 p.m. Go to SanctusRanch.com slash events. Again, uh, this is the uh, women's version of what the men had earlier, uh, you know, a couple months back with the um, the, the whiskey, cigar, whiskey Cigars and Jesus Retreat. So again, women, you asked for it. You wanted something special to you here's your chance so don't miss the opportunity to sign up for this uh what'll be a very uh wonderful event fellowship with your sisters you know sip on a little bit of wine look if you're not a wine drinker that's not a problem don't miss out on the fact that you can gather with uh, your sisters in faith uh and of course grow in your uh spiritual journey as well We've also got the Axe Missions Agape Fest Casino Night. Uh, you know, Miss Deb Alanis, you know, Executive Director of Axe Missions, uh, she's been planning this event for some time now. Uh, it's going to be a great time. I mean, casino night, and you don't really have to play with real money. I'm in. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, of course, of course uh, you're going to let gonna, it all ride. Let it all ride. Don't you do that? <laughs> That's right. You're going to register, of course. Uh, you know, there's uh, in in the you know uh, you know a, a registration cost with that. Um, so you can go to the axemissions.org um, website uh, for more information on that. Uh, again, it's going to be a great time. You and I plan on being out mm-hmm. there, uh, of course. I plan on winning all of it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to have fun. Okay, I'm sure fine. I will. Yes, yeah. that's, good. that's part of it also, yes. Uh, and that's going to be at the Rosenberg Skyroom Saturday, May 14th at 7 p.m. Sponsorship opportunities are available, uh, so visit the website for that. Uh, we've also got you know uh, Mount Sacred Heart Catholic School. Oh yes, yeah. So they've got their 19th annual golf tournament this Friday, May 13th. Uh, for information on uh, this, uh, if you got you know a foursome that you want to sign up, if you know golf is your thing and you want to go out there, this is taking place at Silverhorn, um, Silverhorn, you know, golf golf you know, club. Golf yes. club. Uh, I guess uh, I just I don't I'm not real familiar with it except the fact I lose a lot of golf balls when I play there. <laughs> I've never played when there, played so there. <laughs> yeah. So I know you and I plan on being a uh, you know part of that event also. Uh, so bring plenty of golf balls, Richard. All oh right. yeah, I will. I'll say, Sean, there. Might as well. Can you go get it, Sean? It's over there, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So again, uh, and lastly, well, let's see. So I want to get this conversation going uh, real quick. Uh, the last thing, certainly not least, though, is the San Antonio Family Association. Uh, they are putting on uh, they're, you know, of course, they do great and holy work. Uh, they are one of our largest supporters as well. Uh, so anything that they're putting out there, we want to make sure that, you know, we can promote. Uh, Friday, May 13th from 4 to 5.30 p.m. Uh, there in Holotus. Uh, they're putting on uh, an, a a free property tax protest seminar. Um, so again, if, if, if you've got, you know, issues uh, regarding your, um, you know, your property tax and whatnot, uh, these guys, this is part of what they do. You know, they, they are so very much involved with, uh, you know, the pro-life movement with a lot of causes out there uh, as well, uh, defending the family. But this is another aspect of their apostolate. Uh, So they're putting on a seminar um, Friday, May 13th, uh, you know, how to, you know, how to properly go about protesting your, your, 
your property taxes. You know, Sean, I participated yeah. in one of those, I think it was a year or two years ago. Sure. And, uh, you know, I walked away with, with learning several things that I hadn't thought about before. And uh, I really did appreciate the San Antonio Family Association, SAFA, you know, yeah. putting this together. So that's neat that they do that. Amen. Yeah. And, uh, you know, here on the flyer, uh, actually, they can go to San Antonio Family Association.com. Uh, here on the flyer, the seminar is intended to inform, entertain, and inspire you uh, to make, uh, you know, a case uh, for, you know, your, uh, your, your taxes and such, but to do it, to, to really to gain that information and that knowledge and how to properly go about doing it. Yeah. So uh, without further delay, you know, let's get our conversation started <laughs> with Mr. Catholic himself, <laughs> you know, Mr. Richard Reyna. You know, we've been wanting to have you on for, for some time now. Uh, it was just recent, uh, May 3rd, that you were named the La Promesa Foundation and Guadalupe Radio Network's uh, new vice president. So you've been part of the apostolate now for going on 15 years. I believe it's this year. You know, tell us a little bit about your, your own journey with the GRN, uh, you know, Richard, and what's, what's it been like to be named? Um, you've been named to carry on this Oof. wonderful mission, <laughs> right? So tell our listeners who aren't familiar, uh, you know, with you, though, then again, I don't know who's not familiar with you in this area, but for those <laughs> that are new to you, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and that journey. It's kind of funny. I will jump into this part, though. You know, back uh, in 2009, when Father, uh, there was a priest, a very famous priest, a very well-known public priest was coming to San Antonio to give some talks all day on a Saturday at the AT&T Center, uh, I was asked for the, you know, to emcee the event, and I had never done that before, so emceeing an event at the AT&T Center <laughs> that was going to be packed. Uh, it actually hadn't hit me until the night before I was going to emcee the event, and our, our North Texas General Manager, Dave Palmer, on the Friday before, the day before, he says, hey, Richard, that's going to be a big event. You're going to have like 10,500 people there. Are, are you nervous about it at all? I'm like... Well, I wasn't until now, <laughs> and it had hit me. So the more people mention it, like Sean, you just mentioned, and like, yeah, I'm not nervous about it, but it, it's hitting me more and more and more that this is a, this is another another uh, a vocation, another direction, a continued direction that the Lord is calling me to, and and I look forward to it because I you know I love what I do with the GRN, and, and this just makes it uh, give me the opportunity to do it more with the rest of the general managers and executive directors across the network. Um, I came on. Uh, with Guadalupe Radio, uh, August 21st of 2007. And two weeks, less than two weeks afterwards, we came on the air in San Antonio with our big 100,000 watt station. And prior to that, I'd been telling my wife, because I worked for Travelers Insurance, uh, I said, I, I, I've, I'm called to work for Jesus. She's like, what do you mean? What do you mean about that? What, what, do you, what does that mean, going, coming, what, you want to work for Jesus? I said, I don't know. I don't know how to describe the tug, but, but I got a really strong tug to go work for Jesus. And... Uh, the opportunity came my way and God planted that seed to, co to apply for the position. And I was fine and happy and, 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 and giddy about where I worked before with travelers. But you know, when Jesus tugs and yes. calls you, you have to respond. And so I did. Like, I don't know anything about radio. And I applied for the position. I went through the interviews. And you know, I was very at peace because I'm like, okay, if I don't get it, that's fine. I'm doing what God's telling me to do, it, to apply for it. Yes. And of course, they... they, they I guess I can say they loved me, but they said yes. And uh, you don't say, yeah. <laughs> and I, I'd love to say that it's been peachy king the whole way, but no, I've learned a lot. There's no doubt, uh, and I've learned to really love spreading the good news Amen. through the medium of radio, and of course, all the social media apps and outlets and so forth now. But because I've seen so many people come back to the faith, come into the faith, uh, a hardened, you know, uh, people that didn't want to listen to what the church, what they thought the church thought, they were taught. And then get the truth, the fullness of the truth on what we do with what we do. Even with shows like Call to Communion, that's 
for non-Catholics. Mm-hmm. The tagline is, what's keeping you from becoming Catholic? Yes. I love that. Uh, I get to see the impact. It, it, it's been a, a great journey. Um, I, I, again, I say challenge, but I, I love it because God affirms me in what he's called me to do. And I know not all of us get that opportunity uh, to get those affirmations, but you know, we'd be at parish talks and every parish I was at, you know, on a weekend promoting Guadalupe Radio, I would have between five and 15 people walk up to me at the various masses separately, but with tears in their eyes or a little, little teary eyed. And I'm like, okay, Lord, here we go. And of course they'd go, blah, this is what Catholic Radio has done for me. So, you know, every week I'd get you know, the reason, re- reminded us as to why the work that we're doing here at Guadalupe Radio Network is so vitally important. And uh, it's been a big, Yes. A big, uh, uh, big deal for me. So now with the opportunity to become, to, to be vice president, I'm sorry, I get to train the other guys in D.C. and Birmingham, Alabama with his five stations there, Pensacola, Florida, five more stations, Houston with two stations, um, Dallas, uh, one, two, three stations, no, yeah, three stations, um, and the, you know, West Texas, you know, 39 stations now under my belt, other than just the five here in South and Central Texas. It's, it's a big task, but, but I don't know. I, I love it. Yes, uh, absolutely. It's, it's, and, you know, I've had the pleasure of getting to know you personally and your lovely wife, um, Julie. Julie, and <laughs> your, your children are so wonderful. Um, we're all fellow homeschoolers, so <laughs> we're in those circles. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think it's, you know, for those of you who don't know Richard personally, I can truly attest. And, you know, in my eyes, he's the Godfather Catholic Radio, but, you know, and, and he is the humblest person I have ever are, met. Are you saying the, I'm proud of my humility? Is what you're saying? Okay. <laughs> yes, in the public eye, honestly. Well, you should work and, with him more than just on Monday. <laughs> <Ouch>. <laughs> we love Richard. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I think it's going to rub off on you, Sean. <laughs> so, we'll um, work on that part. So, rub it um, in, rub it in. <laughs> yeah, you know, but you know, I, I have had the pleasure of co-hosting here, and um, it's it's been a really uh, a real honor to get to know him even now even work with him even even deeper so and um i i do see i i i am not surprised by your ability to to serve to an even greater extent and and uh, and i'm sure that the holy spirit you know is is the active um ingredient that has made all this come together and you know i just want to say from the bottom of my heart that i truly appreciate you you've changed so many lives not including my own and the lives of for your your willingness to say yes yeah. and uh, to to this opportunity, even in the in the face of uncertainty and many uncertainties yeah. throughout these years, so I appreciate you. Well, thank you for that, and I do ask everybody out, that's out there to, to if you've been praying for me and my family, please beef up the prayers. You know, Sean has graciously allowed me to keep having the ID at the top of the hour say you listen to KJMA eighty nine point seven FM, and I ask everybody to please at least do the sign of the cross for me every time you hear that because it's a. It's a lot of work, and uh, I don't think the devil likes what we're doing. So, yeah. So, so. my my question to you, Richard, um, how has this at all like enhanced your your own personal journey in the faith? I mean, it it, it I can imagine it can be very um, it could be life changing. Whenever there there's some kind of um, bigger ask from God, um, it, it can really do something to someone's heart. Well, what has it done to your heart? Well, I, I see that it's, 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 at least from my perspective, it feels like it's grown my capacity to love more, um, more people and in all walks of life, all kinds of challenges that they've, they're facing or that they presented, you know, growing in that and learning all the different aspects of the faith yes. and being able to turn around and share those with other people because it's almost like every year God puts a little phrase or scripture quote before me that I, I need to work on for myself. Mm-hmm. 
But as the year goes on, that one year, I'm able to share that with other people, and, yes. and I absolutely love it. And I remember one year, it was, you know, we'd say during Holy Mass, you know, I'm sorry for what I've done and what I've failed to do. That whole failed to do part, well, I was more aware of things that were going on because I knew God was allowing me opportunities to grow in my faith and to recognize where he needed to be more. Yes. And just things like that. Amen. And I love how it's it just taken my faith and, and, and exploded it within me. Wonderful. So. I think you're an amazing Catholic leader. Oh, thank um, you. And, and, you know, and, and you really emulate the servant leadership um, that we, I think, we're all called to, uh, that, Jesus is, that Jesus teaches us, right? Um, and my question to you, what kind of advice do you have for others who are in Catholic leadership positions that maybe they didn't ask for it, you know, it just, you know, God called them. He calls the prepared, he prepares the called. Yeah. He doesn't always call the prepared, right? right. Yep. What kind of advice would you give to leaders? Of course, I'd say listen to Catholic radio. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but if you don't already have a, a spiritual director, please seek out a spiritual director. Uh, I prefer when it's priests. Of course, our priests are very busy, but get to know your priest, your pastor at your parish, and ask them if they'd be your spiritual director and yes. tell them everything. Download with, the, with them everything. And they have that, that wonderful gift of being able to, to help guide you along because it's not easy. Yes. When you start following the Lord and marry your will to, to God's, mm -hmm. you will face some challenges that most priests out there have had the opportunity to, to grow in that specific area of yes. the faith and they can really help you and, and yeah get a spiritual director and then pray pray without ceasing if you're you're married pray with your spouse pray with your family yes pray 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 and go to adoration mm -hmm. weekly here at the guadalupe radio network we require all of our GR and family members all of our employees to go to to eucharistic adoration for one hour a week we of course encourage more but yes. get out there because if you're not tuned into jesus you're not doing the right thing Amen. yes so. absolutely what what are some of the greatest virtues that a leader should be asking God for right now. Of course, faith, hope, and love yes. uh, are the ones that just always resonate with me. We need to have more faith. Oh, look at Amen. that. I'm Amen. done. Wow, <laughs> perfect timing. Uh, so with that, thank you, Richard, for uh, joining us today. Uh, when we come back from the break, we'll be joined by Miss Pat Lamoureux and Miss Irma Segovia to discuss the Axe military treat. Don't change the station. We'll be right back. Thank you, Richard. You're welcome. said, don't put off tomorrow what you can do today. So instead of letting your unused vehicle sit idle one more day, why not donate it to the Guadalupe Radio Network? Just call 1-866-628-2277 or come by grnonline.com and click on Donate Now. That's 1-866-628-2277 or come by grnonline.com and click Donate Now. Later model cars or trucks are greatly appreciated. Seize the day by calling 1-866-2277. This is a Messy Family Minute with Mike and Alicia Hernan. The goal of fasting from anything, whether food or other pleasures, is to subordinate our flesh to our will. Basically, we need to make ourselves do things we do not want to do. And the more that we do this, the less selfish and less self-centered we become. We all need to continue to work on this muscle in order to develop its strength. Parents of young children, take note. Nothing so naturally helps develop this muscle like children. Your children are cute and daring, compelling little crosses made especially for you. You know, sometimes it's easier to handle a cross we choose ourselves, like I will get up at 4.30 every morning. 
It's harder to handle crosses we don't choose, like my two-year-old randomly wakes me up at 4.30. It's important for parents to keep in mind that some subordination of the will is naturally baked into family life. Embrace those moments and don't underestimate them as opportunities for fasting put right in front of you. Visit us at MessyFamilyMinute.org. Men, it's time. The Men's March to End Abortion and Rally for Personhood is Saturday, June 11th, the weekend before Father's Day, from 12 to 3 p.m. in Tallahassee, Florida. Men gather at 12 p.m. for the march. All women, children, and families join us for the 2 p.m. rally at the Florida State Capitol. You are needed. Every life matters. Join us on June 11th in Tallahassee. For more information, go to themensmarch.com. And welcome back, listeners. This is In His Vineyard. This is your live and local program every Monday at noon. And I'm Sean, your host and general manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network, South and Central Texas listening area. Um, If you are just tuning in, we just wrapped up a conversation with newly named Vice President of La Promesa Foundation and Guadalupe Radio Network, Mr. Richard Reyna. Uh, In this segment coming up, we're going to talk to Ms. Pat Lamoureux, uh, Director uh, of the Upcoming Military Axe Retreat for Women, uh, and her co-director, Ms. Irma Sogovia. Uh, so without delay, you know, let's welcome to the program Ms. Pat Lamoureux and Ms. Irma. How are you ladies doing today? I'm doing fine, thank you. Real well, doing really well. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. No need so to be nervous. nervous, ladies. It's just a conversation with a microphone in your face, okay? No biggie. None at all. So let me ask, uh, you know, let me start with you, Ms. Pat. Uh, now, I've got to know you, of course, through... Um, you know, St. Helena, you know, your parishioner at St. Helena. Uh, Could you tell and introduce yourself to the listeners, um, you know, how you got started with the, you know, the the Axe community? Um, Can you tell us a little bit about, um, you know, what, you know, the history of this military Axe retreat is? Yes, I can. Um, I started out at St. Helena back in 2010, and I went on my first retreat. I hadn't been going to Mass, and so that, that brought me back in. And so as I continued with Acts after the retreat, I got involved. I started teaching RE, and I went to, uh, to Acts Spiritual Companion uh, uh, Certificate, and I got that. And then uh, after that, one of uh, I got involved with the military one because they needed a spiritual companion. And so they asked me to be um, <clears throat> a spiritual companion on one of their retreats. Well, uh, one of the men, Roberto Castaneda, he was also uh, in my spiritual companion class, and he is one of the committee members for the, um, like the Axe Corps, but we just call it a Axe Military Committee. And so he's facilitator, so he had asked me to be on the committee also, and I nominated Irma, because I knew that she too had been to uh, spiritual companion school, and she's uh, very active in Axe. And so this, uh, this time, um, we were supposed to have this before COVID, Right and COVID came up, and so they um, we didn't have it for two years, and so this is the first one since COVID, and it is for military women hosted by military women. Yeah, and so this is the first one they've ever done like that. Usually they have um, dependents, um, but they found that military women want to talk about their military time, yeah. and so now we're having just military women, veterans, active duty, and. Uh, so it, everybody who's active duty or, or a veteran is willing to come, and it's May 19th through the 22nd. 
Amen. So. Well, you know, let me turn. Uh, you know, let me turn. Uh, you know, my questions over to to you, Miss Irma. Um, so, can you tell us uh, and our listeners, uh, you know, a little bit about your own uh, history? Uh, I, you know, before uh, we started the the program, you were telling me about your own military service uh, and, and such. Uh, can you also talk to you know us about um, you know how this idea for military acts even you know came about? I know a lot of our listeners are probably familiar with. Uh, you know, acts. You know, we we understand that the acronym, but maybe for those who aren't so familiar, can you give us uh, you know some insight as to you know all that info? Uh, yes, I was born and raised here in San Antonio, and I served uh, in the Marine Corps. And um, when I came back from uh, serving in the Marine Corps, I became active in acts. I went to my first uh, acts retreat in 2007, and then I it was a life changing experience, and I wanted to serve and help others uh, come to Christ and experience the love of Christ through the Acts Retreat. Yeah. Um, I also then went to the spiritual companion class and have been able to serve as a spiritual companion, uh, not only here, but on Acts Missions Retreats um, in um, Arizona, uh, Ohio, and Louisiana. And so it's been a real um, treat to be able to spread the Acts Missions uh, throughout other parts of the United States. Um, the I got involved in the Axe Military Retreat through Pat, who invited me to be on the committee, and now as a, as a her co-director for the next upcoming retreat, which will be May 19th through the 22nd. Uh, we've uh, had uh, we've been preparing for this. We've been having our team meetings and coming together. Uh, we have. Uh, several ladies from different communities uh, being on team and being re- prepared to welcome all retreatants who are ready to have a life-changing experience. Amen. Uh, you know, let me ask you, regarding the the, the military acts, you know, uh, that the women, now you had some details, uh, Ms. Pat, regarding yes. the, the percentages of, uh, you know, veterans uh, now within the, the population. Uh, can you share some of that with our listeners? I sure can. Women currently make up approximately 10% of overall veteran populations. Uh, veterans make up 14% of the men in America, but among women in America, only 1.5% are veterans. So the key point here is you, 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 in order to meet a woman veteran, you have to meet 69 women first. Wow. So that's, mm-hmm. the, we're a, a small population. Yeah. And San Antonio has quite a few of them. And that's what we're, uh, we're hoping to, uh, to find them and uh, be able to invite them. Amen. That's beautiful, Pat. And I really do appreciate the work that you're, that you're doing with this retreat. Reason being because a lot of my friends are actually a former military uh, women or uh, wives, and uh, and I think that's um, a really uh, wonderful thing that you're doing because I, I think they have certain needs, and I think you've recognized those needs. Yes. Um, uh, and I think healing is a big part of it. I mean, all X retreats offer healing, but the healing for um, current and, and um, retired military um, women is a bit unique. Can you describe for us what kind of uh, ways that you'll be serving these women during your acts retreat? Well, one of the first things is um, in order to be in the military, you have to walk away from home. You know, you're uh, on your own. Right. And so uh, these women are strong women who are able to do that. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're happy to – it's, it's, it's an, 
it's an axe retreat. We'd follow everything that axe does, but yes. we have more military in it. There's a lot of instances where women in the military have had um, situations that regular women don't run into. Yes. Yes. And so you've got your PTSD, you've got your mm-hmm. sexual assaults, you've got a lot of stuff that sure. military women go through yes. that most uh, civilian women don't. Mm-hmm. And so this is a good way for them to come and, and, and let it go and, and know that God loves them. Amen. I love how you say that. Um, you know, I just went on my you know, retreat for the first time in October, right, of this past yes. year. You know, my, my question for you, Miss Enema, uh, would be for the, you know, for, for someone out there who hasn't been on that axe retreat just yet, um, what, can, what can signing up, um, you know, for this retreat, uh, what can they expect in attending uh, this retreat, Miss Enema? Uh, again, it's a life-changing experience. Uh, we have several different services throughout the retreat that we show God's love to them. Um, a lot of times the uh, when a retreatant walks away from that experience, they say they enjoy seeing the love of Christ among the team, yeah. and then they want to to have that with their own communities and all. And so, it like I said, it's life-changing. And uh, the military experience is uh, will will ha- help them grow in their faith and grow also in their healing and being able to um, start any healing process that they may have experienced while in the military. And they can also listen to some of the experiences that of the women on team and maybe some of the lingo or just even the funny or not so funny experiences yeah. Yeah. Uh, that we all have experienced or as military women right. have experienced. Right. Now, let me ask you this, um, you know, maybe for, for Miss Pat, maybe you can answer this for me, um, you know, regarding the Axe military retreat, right? You're going to be following the, the Axe model. It's an Axe retreat. Okay? Yes, it's an Axe uh, retreat. What is Axe? Can you tell me a little yes, bit more about what Axe is uh, for someone maybe tuning in and who might be interested? Uh, is this, you know, about the, you know, the, the book in the Bible, you know, or what is Axe? Access for those not familiar with Acts, it's an acronym for Adoration, Community, Theology, and Service. It has its roots in the Cursillo movement. It's a lay ministry led by members of a parish community. In this case, it'll be a military community. In, uh, and the focus in this ministry is to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, to bring others to Christ, and to build and strengthen bonds within the military community. Acts started in the Archdiocese of San Antonio in 1989 at Our Lady of Perpetual Help Church in Selma, Texas, under the guidance of Father Patrick Cronin, his pastoral counsel, and Archbishop Patrick Flores in 1997, and it's a nonprofit organization. And that's, that's what they do. And also, the military started in 2009. Wow. Um, they found that they had a need for yeah. military men, and it was actually called the Wounded Warrior, Wounded Warriors, and it was sponsored by the Bamsi, um a Chaplain and the Wounded Warrior Organization. Mm. Hector Serna, Father Jim Schellenberg, and Ro- Roberto Castaneda started it in 2009, and in 2011 they had their first their first military men's. In 2012 they had their first military women's. Wow. Now. Um Regarding participation, okay, I know this is uh, something that we discussed and something that you've brought up. Uh, this is for you know military, active duty, um, veterans, and, and such. Are there, of course, uh, you know, are, are there? Is there 
if someone wanted to bring their daughter, um, anything like that, is it strictly for the military veterans? It, it is strictly for military women, sure. active duty veterans, whatever. But it is strictly for military. And how, uh, you know, where where would someone, you know, where would someone go to sign up? They can go to. Uh, they can go to uh, my my glu- my uh, page. Okay. Uh, my uh, it is a glucose lady at yahoo.com. Okay. And they can uh, ask me to send them a registration form. Uh, we do have it on Facebook, and so uh, they can see well, different uh, Irma's n- name is there, and the, our other co-director Wendy Joy is also on there, and they can send us an email, and we will send them a. Um, a registration form. The cost is two hundred dollars. Sure. But please don't let that uh, be a, a, a hindrance. We do have scholarships, and people have been very generous with us as far as donations go. And so we, if you, if if cost is a problem, please don't let it be. Amen. You know, I would. You know, just like you were saying earlier, um, regarding this this small community, right? The military yes. veteran women. We've got you know quite a few different. Uh, military installations here in San Antonio. You've got, you know, Joint Base Lackland. You got Joint Base Randolph. You got uh, Fort Sam. You've got, you know, Bampsy Wilford Hall. There's got to be, you know, uh, someone out there uh, who this can, you know, I mean, this is for. I mean, like you said, you know, there is a, a you know, quite the population out there. So I'm glad that y'all are on to to discuss this uh, regarding, of course, the, you know, the support. You know, are there if somebody out there is listening, said, you know what, I, I want to, you know, get behind this. I want to, you know, maybe, you know, maybe donate, um, you know, some supplies, donate, of course, you know, some monetary, you know, donations. Uh, are you open to receiving that? Then? Oh yes, we are. They can they can reach me at my at my email, glucose lady, at yahoo.com. Okay, and then of course you said. Or that they can call St. Helena's and uh, uh, sure. parish and ask for uh, to leave a message for me. No, that sounds great, and I know uh, the the information can be found on Facebook. Yes. Uh, and they would they just look uh, your information up on Facebook, Miss Pat Lamoro. Yes, Patricia Lamoro. Patricia Lamoro. Okay, I know I've been calling you Miss Pat this whole time. That's okay. I like that better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So again, uh, folks, if you're just tuning in and having a conversation with Miss Ina Segovia, Miss Pat Lamoro, uh, director and co-director for the Military Women's Extra Treat, um, uh, you know, hosted by military women for military women. Uh, you know, this experience, uh, you know, this weekend experience uh, is focused on, you know, your faith, uh, its application to, to daily life and building purpose in your prayer, you know, your prayer life. Uh, you're also going to increase your presence at the liturgy, and uh, you, you, this is going to help you cultivate uh, friendships among other military women in the military church community. Uh, so again, if you're you're tuning in uh, and you're feeling that tug on your heart, you know there's different acts retreats that you've probably heard of. Um, and we're very familiar. Well, a lot of us may be very familiar with you know that acronym. You know the adoration, uh, the community theology, and the service. You know what better way to come out of you know Mother's Day weekend, uh, and of course you know do something good for you. So again, be sure to you know contact Miss Pat Lamoro. Uh, you can call her at two ten. 323-1812. When we come back, we'll be joined by our Archdiocesan seminarians. Don't change the station. We'll be right back.
The Archdiocese of San Antonio Vocation Office presents Kickball and Clerics, Priests vs. Seminarians. This will be a fun evening as our seminarians go up against a team of priests from around the Archdiocese. This epic match takes place May 11th at St. Pius X Catholic Church. The evening begins with Mass at 6 p.m. celebrated by Bishop Gary Yannick, and then the kickball game begins at 7. For more information, call 210-735-0553. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard someone say, the Catholic Church would be okay if it weren't for all the rituals? Why do people complain about rituals in the church? They don't complain about the rituals that fill the rest of their daily lives. They shake hands, they sign their names, they put candles on birthday cakes, they give each other flowers, they put on fancy weddings and somber funerals. Those are all rituals. They are symbols. They are simple ways of representing complex ideas. G.K. Chesterton says, Ritual is a need of the human soul. In fact, it's a need of the human body, like exercise. Destroy your impressive ceremony, and all you get in return is unimpressive ceremony. Want more than a minute? Visit our website at chesterton.org. The next Military Women's Axe Retreat will be on May 19th through the 22nd at St. Anthony de Padua Retreat Center. Come experience a weekend of focusing on your faith and its application to daily life. This retreat will help increase your presence at the liturgy and cultivate friendships among other military women in the military church community. To request a registration form or additional information, email samilitaryax at gmail.com or call Pat at 210-323-1812. And welcome back, listeners. This is In His Vineyard, and I'm Sean, your, uh, well, host for the program every Monday at noon, joined by my wonderful co-host, Alexandra Kububatu. We just got done wrapping up a conversation, very informative conversation, actually, would you say, Alex? What do you yes. think? Beautiful. Yes, I love the work that these ladies are doing. I love the work that Richard does. It's just amazing. <laughs> well, I think uh, you're going to enjoy this uh, next segment also, uh-huh. all right? So, uh, you know, to, to wrap things up uh, in today's program, we're going to be speaking to Mr. Jordan Milligan and Mr. David Chaco. Yes. All right. Seminarians of the Archdiocese of San Antonio. Uh, not amazing. only are we going to get, the, you know, introduce them to, you know, uh, our listeners uh, and to learn more about them, but they've got this wonderful event coming up on Wednesday, mm-hmm. uh, I believe it is, and it's called Kickball and Clerics. So I got to tell you, when Richard and I first, uh, you know, saw this, you know, pop up, I think on the San Antonio Vocations Office uh, Facebook page or something. I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. (laughs) That is, you know, super cool. So again, without delay, uh, I want to welcome to the program Mr. Jordan Milligan and Mr. David Chaco. How are you gentlemen doing today? Doing awesome. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us. Oh, certainly. Anytime that we can, uh, you know, get a chance to to promote, uh, you know, the the Vocations Office, uh, anytime that we can uh, get, you know, more... um, you know, more introductions to, you know, to, to you all, you know, our, our seminarians who we constantly are praying for. We want to be able to do that, you know. Uh, so, Jordy, you know, I'll start with you. You know, I want to get to know you a little bit. Uh, you know, can you tell us, you know, where you're from uh, and how this discernment into, you know, the seminarian has, has been for you and how did that come about? Most definitely, yeah. So, uh, again, my name is Jordan Milligan. I'm from uh, New Braunfels, Texas. Mm. So, grown up in lo- the local area 
my home parish is Holy Family in New Braunfels, um, run by the missionaries of the Holy Family. Um, the priest that we had there growing up, he was always uh, a faithful servant and a good witness to the faith. Sure. And so uh, he definitely became a family friend, and he would come over for celebrations or holidays or, you know, after the Sunday Sunday services, he'd come over and share a meal with us as a family. Yeah. So I think that definitely put forth mm-hmm. um, a witness to the faith, and that priesthood was a viable option. Yeah. And so my family... Um, Church, church was always a second home for us, and so being involved in catechesis and altar serving and choirs and rosary ministry and all of that fun stuff, um, church was definitely a second a second place for us to call home. And so I think um, naturally there was that disposition there that um, Jesus was always around. You know, the yes. Holy Spirit was always at work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it wasn't until I actually. Uh, kind of had an experience um, yeah. in seventh grade where somebody had kind of proposed the option and the, the idea of, hey, you know, have you ever thought about being a priest? Um, and for me, it was always a thanks, but not yet kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was still interested in, you know, the medical field and things like that. And so I kind of put that that vocational discernment on the back burner. And it wasn't until I actually got to undergrad at the University of the Incarnate Word where it definitely kind of made a more serious commitment. Sure. Um, mm my prayer life, but then also committing myself to daily mass and being involved in chemist ministry there. And so uh, with one of the chaplains there um, at the university, um, he wrangled me into a vocations, uh, <laughs> a, a vocations uh, a committee. And so I remember the day he says, oh, I'm going to start a, a group for discerning vocations. I said, okay, great, Father. Uh, you know, just let me know when it is. I said, I don't mind coming and checking it out. I was like, okay, great. He says, come by on Thursday at three o'clock. So I show up Thursday, three o'clock and it's this big conference room and I'm sitting there and he's there and I said, okay, great. I said, so are we going to wait for everybody else? He says, oh no, you're actually my first member. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, Father James Mark, uh, Trinitarian, he's definitely, uh, he, was, uh, he was a tricky soul uh, getting me there. Um, but he was able to break open with me um, the discussion of vocational discernment at a more serious level. Yeah. And so from there, as I kind of continued in my studies, um, felt that um, pursuing something in the faith uh, was more important um, than kind of the career that I was interested in at the time. Yeah. And so uh, slowly but surely made, made my way to the vocations office and kind of got in touch with the vocation director and went on a couple of discernment treats and definitely flew by. Amen. The, the Holy Spirit took me. <laughs> now, how, how long or how long have you been, uh, you know, discerning? How, how, how many years have you been in the, uh, you know, the seminary program? This is year six out of year seven. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So David Chaco and I, we both entered in the fall of 2016. Sure. So I like to think of David as kind of like my little run, running mate. We yeah. run side, <laughs> yeah, side, side by side taking classes. And You know, I'll turn, uh, you know, I, I want you to answer this question first before we, uh, you know, introduce, uh, you know, David here. Uh, but, you know, for those listening, how important was was it, you know, for the encouragement, you know, from uh, the family? You know, how important was it, you know, even church members, uh, you know, you know, talking to you, uh, like you said, you know, the seed was planted just with a, a simple question. Hey, have you, have you thought about, you know, maybe being a priest? You know, where, where you have uh, little boys, you know, hey, you know, I want to be a fireman when I grow up. I want to yes. be a policeman, you know, when I grow up, a doctor, whatever. And I know that you were looking at, you know, the medical field and such. But how important was that to just plant that seed? I think it's very important. I think that's essentially why this whole notion of kickball and clerics kind of came about. Um, planting those seeds um, in the faith, you don't necessarily see the fruits immediately. Right. But by extending God's word, extending that invitation to those that are possibly discerning a vocation, men and women who are interested or who sure. are involved in the faith, um, planting those seeds and being able to step out in faith and step out in courage yeah. to encourage those around us. 
um, yes. because priests definitely are born from the fam- family. Yeah. You know, contrary to popular popular belief, priests just aren't hatched out of you know yeah. a priest factory or things like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are we come from families. We come from the lived experience, our lived community. You mean there's not a factory you know with the collar on them already and all that? <laughs> no, exactly. No, you were born with a collar. No, okay. no. <laughs> yeah. okay, no I like that. Well, uh, and th- and thanks for sharing uh, you know with us, uh, Jordan. You know, I want to introduce, of course, you know, uh, Mr. David Chaco also, you know, you know, Jordan had kind of let the cat out of the bag, so to speak, uh, and, and said that, you know, you basically, you know, started um, that discernment process also in 2016. Is that right? Now, could you introduce yourself to our listeners a little bit about, you know, your background, where you come from, where you went to church, and what that discernment process has been like for you? Sure. Uh, yes. So my name is David Chaco, and I grew up here in San Antonio, Texas, um, at St. Pius the 10th Catholic Church. That's my home parish. Oh, okay. And, um, like Jordan, uh, my faith was a big part of my family, uh, my family's experience growing up. Uh, I remember, you know, uh, Sunday mass was a non-negotiable. Yeah. Even if we were traveling for sports tournaments yeah. or everything, we'd always make it to mass. Um, and, and also altar serving at the parish growing up. I think that all those were kind of planting seeds uh, that would eventually bear fruit. Even though at the time I was probably like, oh, this is just something I do. Um, But I remember even when I was uh, pretty young, um, like seven or so, um, I would say, oh, I want to be an astronaut or, you know, something pretty exotic when I grew up. (laughs) And my mom was, you know, always encouraging, but she also encouraged us to say, have you thought also about being a priest? And I think that was, uh, that was great coming from my mom to make, you know, cause I've heard of other people who have said, Oh, my parents would never allow that, or yeah. they would be really upset about that. So knowing that my mom encouraged it as a viable option was, uh, was an important thing for me growing up. But honestly, once I got to <clears throat> high school, I, uh, really wasn't thinking about the priesthood anymore. Or, um, even though my mom had made it an option, it was just, um, more yes. focused on, okay, I'm just going to go to college, uh, like everybody else. <clears throat> and, probably go into a career. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents were both, uh, were both in the army. They were both, uh, doctors mm-hmm. in the army and they, my dad had friends though, who had gone to West Point for their undergrad. Yeah. <clears throat> and so they had told me, David, you really need to at least apply to West Point. Um, mm-hmm. come on, you have to do this for us. Cause they were really close family friends. And I said, okay, I'll apply just to get you guys off my back. <laughs> and, um, but you kind of have to get invested in that application process because yes. it's a, it's a long process. And so I, I had to invest myself in it. And then once I got accepted, <clears throat> I got kind of excited about it and said, okay, yes, I'll do it. So I ended up going to West Point for undergrad, uh, military academy up in yeah. New York. Yes. And, uh, while I was there, I think I found that I needed my faith as uh, support, especially during that first year. Yes. There's um, a lot of stressors and um, obligations for the cadets. And I remember uh, finding out that um, I could get out of the morning breakfast formation where a lot of times the freshmen would get harassed by sure. the upperclassmen if I went to daily mass. <laughs> um, and so uh, that was a good excuse to start going to daily mass. Right. I, uh, to be honest, I, I mean, I thankful, thankfully through altar serving all the way through high school, I, I already kind of had this love for the yes. mass, but yeah. that was another uh, extra benefit. Um, also being able to like find a rosary group of among the cadets there. And I think that really... Um, led to this moment where one time I was at mass and I felt this sudden attraction to the idea of becoming a priest. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously I think um, it wasn't like right away I was just going to be, oh yes, I'm ready. 
Um, yeah. I wasn't sure how that becoming a priest would fit with uh, staying at West Point because um, you, you, if you do your four years there, you have to spend time as an army officer for five years afterwards. Sure. Um, but God kind of kept insisting. I kept running into priests there, chaplains or even instructors who were priests. And eventually I did go on a discernment retreat kind of yeah. like Jordan. And that was like the, the final thing that it convinced me that I needed to at least follow this call that God had put in my heart yeah. and apply to seminary. And thankfully I got permission from the army after a lot of paperwork and yes. I was able to enter seminary in 2016 with, with Jordan. Her and so we've been battle buddies. He says running yes. mates, like I'll call battle buddies from the army. <laughs> all the way Absolutely. And you know, I'm really excited to meet you because so many of us pray for vocations yeah. and we will continue to pray for you. And you all are the embodiment of our prayers. Like, you know, we're just, you know, just, we're here rooting for you. We will continue to pray for you. And uh, we, we really do appreciate, you know, what, what uh, following the call to serve. Right. So, you know, you, and like you mentioned, you wanted to be in the, in the medical mm-hmm. field. Mm-hmm. I think you're not far off on that. You're going to be a spiritual doctor. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, helping heal souls, you know, in um, helping people get through um, what they need to get through to, you know, go to heaven. So, and then, you know, and then you, um, it's like, David, you know, spiritual warfare is such a big deal. Yeah, and, um, definitely. You know, you're, you're, you're on the battleground and I think, it was just a discernment on which battleground you're going to be on. It's, it's what it, it feels to me like, you know, like um, you're definitely both of you are are spiritually um, it, on the forefront of what is needed in the church today. Amen. So and I appreciate your service. So thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you. Amen. Now, you know, I, I would ask you uh, and I appreciate you both, uh, you know, being on here and uh, introducing yourself, uh, you know, to us. It's good to finally, you know, meet you in person. I know I got a chance to, to meet with you, Jordan, uh, you know, last, uh, well, I guess over, a little bit over a week now at the Fishers of Men dinner, along with some of the, uh, you know, brother seminarians out mm-hmm. there. So it was a great pleasure. Uh, and of course, you know, meeting you now, David, uh, I've heard so much about you too. It's great to finally uh, to, to meet you both. Now I want to shift gears a little bit. And I want to talk about, you know, Wednesday's, uh, you know, battle on the field. Field, you know yes. uh, the kickball and cleric. <laughs> yeah. So uh, who was the who was the mastermind? Uh, you know, uh, in putting this together. You know, which one of you two? Uh, you know, had the great idea to do this. I mean, as much as I would like to say it's me, it's definitely Jordan. <laughs> it was a more collaborative effort. I think. I think the seeds of that was kind of there in the arch. It was there in the vocations office. Yeah. Um, um, but having Bishop Gary come on as our new vocation director yeah. and kind of working yes. with us this past year, um, he's really worked intimately and close close with us. Sure. And so he's definitely presented that availability and that options of if there's things that we want to see done or if there's yeah. things, um, you know, present it and we'll see what we can do Amen. as an office. You know, let me ask you something, Jordan. Uh, you know, you see, you know, some of the, you know, some of the other uh, dioceses, uh, you know, they do the basketball, maybe softball, whatever. Uh, what was the inspiration with getting, uh, you know, doing the kickball? deal well uh before i presented the the proposal to bishop gary i I kind of thought amongst myself and i thought okay what sport requires the least amount of skill uh, (laughs) least amount of practice and the least opportunity for injury amen (laughs) (laughs) for priests and for seminarians start small that's right no that's awesome I, so and, and so talking about uh, talking up that you know I thought about okay well kickball definitely it's you know yes. re- reverting back to some of our childhood and things like that and <laughs> yeah. having, having fun out on the field there so you kickball go. came up 
No, that that's awesome. So, uh, what is uh, you know, David? I'll, I'll ask you this. You know, what is uh, your your hope and expectation for an event like this? Uh, of course, we want we would love to to see more uh, of these events. I think it really does great work in, like you said, promoting a culture uh, of vocations. You know, it introduces you to to young you know you know young men, young women out there, maybe you know feeling this tug on their heart too. You know, what's the hope? Uh, you know, the the fruit that you would like to see it bear, David. Yeah, I think it's twofold. Uh, one, it's going to help build fraternity amongst the priests and the seminarians who hopefully will be future priests. So building that fraternity uh, uh, within the presbyterate. And then two, yeah, exactly. Building this culture of vocations where people, families can invite uh, invite their invite friends, can invite young ones to come watch and see, hey, our priests are out there, seminarians are out there having fun. They're not just, you know, sitting in the, in the church or in the church office or only at mass on Sundays, but they're out, have opportunities to get outside, um, get opportunities to have a blast with friends and, yeah. and build community. So I think that's really twofold goal that we have. You know, Jordan, let me, uh, you know, turn this question to, to you also. And I love how you say that, David, that, um, you know, these types of events, you know, just, I mean, it shows that, I mean, there's, there's a humanity there, right? There, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you all, you're, you're real people, you know, y'all still get together. Y'all enjoy doing things together. Yes. Uh, it's not like you lose out by, you know, being a seminarian and you're, you're actually, you know, maybe you can elaborate more on this, um, but you're answering God's call the best way you know how in his vocation for you, kind of like we all are doing, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Uh, and, and again, what would you hope would be the fruit of, of an event, you know, events like this, Jordan? I think for me, one of, the, one of the things that kind of propelled me to kind of propose such an option like this was Pope Francis's um, declaration of the, consecrate, the year for consecrated life. Yeah. And so in that declaration, he spoke about the joy and the witness of religious, of seminarians, of priests that is found in fraternity. Sure. And so for me, um, from this, one fruit that I hope to see is that the priesthood, um, religious life, brotherhood, um, being called to, to ministry in the church um, is a joyful and viable option. Yeah. And yes. so I think uh, joy definitely Amen. is at the forefront of that. I that. love that, Jordan. I really do. Thank you for, for saying that. And I hope it encourages others and other young men who might be discerning, discerning to say, you know what, it, it's, this is something that, um, you know, it... it it can be a very active and beautiful thing that, that I can do to serve the Lord and um, and just be part of the seed planting by attending. So mm-hmm. I would want to encourage people to attend. So thank you. Yeah, yeah so again, this is the kickball and clerics, uh, you know, kickball match going on. The vocation office of the Archdiocese of San Antonio is putting this epic match helping foster a culture of vocations priest versus seminary so this is going to be good <laughs> it'll you know, be a free uh, event yeah it is a free event it, it is and you know and uh, you can actually go to um you know where can folks go to for more information you know jordan where can they go so you can find more information um, on our social media page, um, Archdiocese of San Antonio Vocations Office. Okay. Um, we also have our flyer posted out on Today's Catholic, yeah. the official Archdiocese um, social media as well. Um, it's a There's a green flyer on there, but there's also a QR code that'll connect you to all of our social medias. Okay. And so uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, um, Spotify. We also have a Spotify podcast that we have a couple of our guys are working on. Yeah. So uh, you can connect connect with us there you know let me ask uh you david uh we got just a couple of minutes in fact uh but 
of course, can can y'all tell me how many you know? Because it escapes me right now. But how many seminarians are there actively uh, right now in the Archdiocese of San Antonio? Uh, right now we're 18 guys 18 mm-hmm. right 18 mm-hmm. I think uh, you know Deacon Michael Coronado is preparing uh, to be ordained uh, you know coming up at, you know toward the end of the month uh, in, in fact um, for those you know for you know for those who would like to maybe support y'all in some way uh, maybe would like to get more involved uh, what do they need to do David to support the seminarians yeah I mean I think the first thing is really just prayer that's the the biggest support we can get. Um, as well, I think is to to get in touch with the vocations office yeah. um, because they have resources out there uh, for promoting vocations in the in your parish, uh, for uh, setting up uh, groups of discernment. Um, there's currently uh, like a group called the Melchizedek Project that meets, yeah. and they just it's young men that are discerning as well that are they haven't made that step to enter seminary yet, but they're they're actively thinking about it, and it provides them community. So I think those are all some ways reaching out to the vocations office and uh, prayer are big ways that they can support us. Amen. Well, gentlemen, it's been great having y'all on here. Before we get caught off with the music, would you join me uh, in a prayer for vocations? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Oh God, Father of all mercies, provider of a bountiful harvest, send your graces upon those you have called to gather the fruits of your labor. Preserve and strengthen them in their lifelong service of you. Open the hearts of your children that they may discern your holy will. Inspire in them a love and desire to surrender themselves to serving others in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Teach all your faithful to follow their respective paths in life, guided by your divine word and truth. Through the intercession of the most blessed Virgin Mary, all the angels and saints, humbly hear our prayers and grant your church's needs through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Another great program. Join us again next week, Monday at noon. Be sure to catch the podcast if you didn't get all of it. Uh, And of course, until then, let's all continue to labor with love, joy, and zeal in our hearts. In his vineyard. God bless all of you. And again, thank you to all our guests joining us today. Take care. Join Holy Spirit for their first annual Holy Spirit Golf Tournament at the Canyon Springs Golf Course. Friday, June 3rd. Go golfing with great friends. Enjoy fun and food. Shotgun start is at 8 a.m. This will be a tournament to remember, and all proceeds will benefit Holy Spirit Catholic Church. For more information, visit the website HolySpiritGolfTournament.org or call the parish office at 210-341-1395. Do you need a will and keep putting it off? Do you need guidance on settling the estate of a loved one who's passed away? Gilson Law Firm is a faith-centered team of legal professionals who can help you navigate the probate process and put your final affairs in order. I'm attorney Sim Gilson. When we meet, we'll talk about Catholic health directives and charitable giving, about faith and family. To learn more about our team, visit tricountylawyer.com. The Catechism defines an indulgence as a remission before God of the temporal punishment due to sins whose guilt has already been forgiven. But is it biblical to say punishment remains after God has forgiven our sins and that we can do something to satisfy it? I think it is. For example, David is forgiven of his sin in 2 Samuel 12, but yet must suffer the death of his son. 
Even Jesus teaches in Luke 12 that the servant who sins without full knowledge will be punished, but in a lesser degree. It is such temporal consequences that indulgences remit. Exercising her power to bind and loose, the church grants indulgences to help her children heed St. Paul's exhortation in Philippians 2.12, work out your salvation. So, is the Catholic understanding of an indulgence biblical? You bet it is. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. All Catholic, all the time. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Thanks for listening to KJMA 89.7 Floresville, San Antonio. On the Guadalupe Radio Network in South Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul. Catholic Radio for your soul. And also streaming on grnonline.com and on your smartphone.